Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair. And as we celebrate another trip to Wembley and another trophy for the Blues, there is so much to look forward to this season. And to help me do this, I have three guests in the studio. One, a respected City blogger and journalist, known to many as a view from a blue, but to us simply as Stephen Allwise. Welcome. Thank you, Nigel. Great to be back. My second guest is always voted the most popular member of the Man City Show team. Welcome also to Lisa Rabinovitz. Hi, Nigel. And finally, someone I've known for longer than both my other two guests, a bigger blue you can't find anywhere on the planet. Welcome to Steve Cox. Hello. The Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to citypodcast.net for all their exclusive offers. Uh, I want to talk about five things on this week's show, if we can fit it all in in the time that's available. One, Community Shield. Two, Transfer Window. Three, Arsenal against City Preview. Four, Look forward to the Premier League. And five, load of questions have come in from various riffraff around the Twitter world. Shall we start with the Community Shield then? Go for it. Trophy. Big, it's a big trophy, isn't it, when you win it? Or is it well, a bit of a it, bit it, of irrelevant? Physically trophy? large. Physically <laughs> quite large, yeah. Um, I look, I, the team that loses it always says it's a pre-season friendly. The team that wins it always says it's a competitive game. I think... The most important thing to take out of yesterday was that City looked as good in a non-competitive game as I've seen them for a long time, and they played incredibly well and just picked up where they left off last season. Who stood out for you? Bernardo Silva was my man of the match. Yeah, he did. I mean, the whole of last season, I think I was saying, he's not a right winger. Um, He doesn't have the pace or a right foot, and he can't go both ways out wide, and he always needs players around him. Um, and he just looked so much better in the middle yesterday with those options where he can just get the ball and, and play a bit more at his pace. And I, I imagine that it was the long-term intention for him to replace the other silver, David. But obviously David and, and De Bruyne last season were phenomenal and, and played pretty much every game. And then Gundogan came in occasionally. I think we'll see a lot more of Bernardo in the middle this season. I thought he looked brilliant. As in, instead of David, you think David will, yeah, will I think play those games? they'll rotate. He's yeah. his year on. De Bruyne played virtually every game last season. He'll probably be eased back, I think, at the start of this year. Not trained a huge amount. So I, I guess we'll see more rotation maybe in those positions than last year. But it's good to see us lift some silverware, isn't it? Because it's, it's a trophy, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. We won it. Exactly. So it's a trophy. No, of course it's good to see us <laughs> win it, but I'm not going to get carried away. We played very well. We looked much better than I was expecting us to. As Steve said, we, it did very much just feel like we carried on from the end of last season, which I really wasn't expecting. So I can only take positives from it, but let's not get carried away because Chelsea are very much a work in progress. I, yes, they, we were missing three players that were were pivotal to our success last season but they were missing some of their 
better players as well. So I don't think it's a sign of how easy it's going to be for us this season. But uh, it was a very good performance. And Bernardo was excellent. Foden was very good. I was going to ask you about Foden as well, because he's the other one that people sort of put in the same mix, don't they, when they're talking about... Uh, people who stood out. Uh, he played only five games in the Premier League last year. People are saying, will he have to go out on loan? Will he actually... With, with the array of talent we've got, I find it difficult to see how he's going to play much more than that. Or, or do you think he could actually make a claim this year? Oh, I really don't... I, uh, it's not the right, great, greatest answer for a podcast, is it? I really don't know. I, I would be surprised if he played that much, given what is available ahead of him. But... Um, I also think we need to be really careful. He did play very well, but he's still young and to start overhyping him is really dangerous. Um, hopefully, we'll be in positions in many games where we'll be able to bring him on for a reasonable amount of time in the second half of games if we're far enough ahead that he'll get a bit more time than he did last season. But I do I think he's going to start a lot of games ahead of the multitude of talent we have? No, I don't. Is he going to do 10 games this year, Foden? Yeah, I think he will. I don't think he'll do much more than that. Um, I think I agree with everything Lisa said. He's he's a kid. If you look around at the Premier League full stop, but then especially the big six, there aren't many 17, 18-year-olds starting that often, unless you're almost a kind of a physical freak of nature like Rooney was when he first broke through because he was big enough to, to hold himself. Foden is, as you said, we've got, Gundogan, Bernardo are our backup options in his position um, and he's probably still going to play them ahead of him. Pep likes him, he's not going to go out on loan and I actually, I don't think he's going to get on the bench that often when everyone's available um, but you can see that Pep really likes his style and he's perfectly suited to the way we play so he'll get some chances but I don't think we're going to be looking back in nine months time and he's started 20 Premier League games and he's been young player of the year it's going to be I think more of the same from last year, gradually gradually get him involved. Uh, the other thing that was we, we didn't see enough of last year, of course, was, was Mendy sort of uh, barging up that left wing, and, wow. and he's strong, <laughs> he's got pace. He, he just you can see he loves being at City as well. And I, I uh, think he had about I think both him and Carl Walker had at least two more gears than any player on the Chelsea team. Um, Mendy, whenever he got the ball going forward, they they almost looked terrified of him. They were standing off him and, and giving him space, which is lethal for. You know, for him, and I think once he's got his eye in, he'll be putting crosses back in. You know, exactly the same way as he started off last season. I'm really looking forward to seeing him every week. What it's about the, this issue the amount of, so- of times as well? Sorry, sorry that he he just overlaps, yeah. and he's always that option. And there'll be times he gets frustrated; he doesn't get the ball, and he's burst seventy yards up. But it means someone else has more space. Can he do that every single week? Possibly not. But he just looks just such an imposing mm. figure going forward. He's great. He's taller than I thought he was, actually, to be fair. When you see him, you know, in comparison to some of the other players, he looks a lot taller and stronger than, than I anticipated. What about this issue of him and Sane? And we, we had this issue at the beginning of last season. It was really interesting. You know, so I'm picking Mendy out as someone who stood mm-hmm. out for me. But interestingly, Sane was ineffectual in the, in the first half. Uh, was taken off at half time, whether that was tactical or who knows. An injury, I think. Yeah, we picked they up an injury. They claimed it was an injury. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, I'm not sure if that's the case. And it, I don't listen, we've, he's played one game. I don't want to overplay it, but I'm just raising the question it, could there be an issue down this left hand side with Mendy and Sane? Difficult for them to both play in the same side? Is that a real issue, or am I just making more of that? They than can't play in the same space. I don't think they can play in exactly the same space. So I think if, if Mendy is playing, then sometimes Sane might have to come inside a little bit 
bit to give Mindy the room to actually operate in, and that may be the bit that's... They haven't played together that often, so it may be that little bit of communication is lacking a bit at the moment. I, I think the real potential issue is the gap it leaves at the back when Mendy is that far up, which happened very near the end of the game yesterday, and it was fairly irrelevant in the end, but that's going to happen more against other teams and that's a team thing it's not about Mendy if that's the way we play then the team has to adapt to that but uh, and I, I saw that last season just before Mendy was injured and it does concern me a little bit because I think having playing Delph there forced us into a slightly different way of playing than what Pep initially intended but it didn't serve us too badly in the end so I think that might there, there may be a few mishaps along the way while Mendy is Going up, upfield. That's my slight concern, and and because Sane is not. That's the that's the thing. He's going to have to get into Sane. Maybe he's going to have to do a bit more of that work at the back. Well, he think, might not want to yeah, do. I, think, I, I agree with you. It, it, it is. Um, we do sometimes leave ourselves a little bit exposed, but I guess that's the style that we play, and I guess we get more out of it than goes in the other direction. And it's, as long as we score more than the opposition, then I'm okay with it. Well, that's, yeah. that's Pep's, that's Pep's yeah. philosophy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I think Pep's also more pragmatic than that gives him credit for. There were quite a few games last season, Walker almost just stayed as a, as a defender as opposed to this attacking right-back. I think Chelsea away was one where he's up against Hazard and he's got no interest in going forward just so that we can maintain that balance. Whether Mendy has that kind of awareness or, or tactical insight or not, yeah we're going to have to wait and find out. Mm. I do think it's an issue him and Sane because Sane's strength is staying out wide, stretching the game and getting the ball in between the fullback and the centre-back and his pace then sets him free. I don't think he's great at drifting in field mm. in a way that you know, Bernardo on the right or Sterling on the right can do. Mm. Mares would do it as well. And therefore, there's the two of them in that almost attacking left-wing space. Yep. And then if we play three five two, I don't see how Sane fits in the team. So I think Sane is probably going to have to develop and, and mature a bit more as a player rather than stick to his one strength, which he's good at. But if Mendy plays, I think he's going to have to adapt a bit. I was almost disappointed that they gave man of the match to Aguero because I know he scored. I know he scored two goals, but but frankly, I don't think he had his best game. He missed he missed Hatful as well, and uh, certainly for, whether it's. Bernardo Silva or Foden, they, they certainly, I think, made made the team tick. But but just talking about Aguero, other than the, the man of the match, you know, he's uh, another season. He, he's he's found the back of the net twice. He, he took those certainly the second goal particularly. I thought he took particularly well. Um, thoughts on him as we go into another season? Two hundred goals for City. It's just uh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's good. I mean, and he's he should be fitter now. He's had his operation. Should be moving more freely, and. They t- I thought he took the first goal really well as well because actually the pass from Foden, he had to stop it a bit and he took that really well. He should have had a hat-trick, but I think I'll forgive him for that. Um, the whole man of the match thing, it was McManaman who gave him man of the match and it's such a lazy choice. It's like, oh, who scored two goals? I'll give him man of the match. At the time, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like anyone's going to disagree with it because it's not like he didn't play well. But was it the right choice? Probably not. I mean, they, they do the same with player of the season. Though, quite often, it's the person. Oh, they've scored the most goals, so they've got to be player of the season. Well, actually, I mean, it's the, the, the Cla- Claudio Gomez was probably in with the shout oh, as well. So it was the other one, other people say, I think four, four seconds. Yeah, I thought four. you were going to say cl- a different Claudio. I'll oh no, no, no. for a second. <laughs> no, no, uh, he's not changed. Um, <laughs> he hasn't. I mean, Aguero. 
He, he looks fit. He, he looks as if he's ready to play, which I think has both sides of the coin. One, he's really just come back from the World Cup. He, he should be in form. He's only had two or three weeks off, so it's not really long enough to have a break, switch off, maybe lose your fitness and have to build up. So he should be ready. And, and I think for him and for players like Walker and Stones and a few of the others, actually looked sharper than almost you imagine they would the first game of pre-season for them. Mm. The flip side of that is, I think, when it gets to the middle of the season and they haven't then benefited from a month or two months off in the off-season, then I think we'll have to be a bit more careful about rotation and and make sure that the squad players get enough games. But Aguero, we, we say it every single week on the podcast, he guarantees goals. He's just a machine. He might not be as, as mobile as Jesus or work as hard or close down, but Aguero equals goals. Uh, we're going to talk about transfers in and, and the potential in, uh, but someone who did play was our, our new signing, of course, uh, Riyad Mahrez. First time we saw him properly, obviously we've seen him on the telly pre-season in the States and played a few games there. Um, your first impression, Steve, seeing him in a sky blue shirt? He looked comfortable and relaxed um, without really setting the world alight and looking really dangerous. I guess he's probably just still finding his feet amongst the sort of players we've got up up in attack. But he didn't do anything wrong by any stretch of the imagination. Possibly could have um, had a goal in him. Um, but other than that, he's a fairly steady performance. I think he'll fit in quite nicely. I'm not sure that he'll be starting every week. But with, with Sterling out and so on, you think, so yeah. do you think in terms of Pep, Sterling's ahead of him and he's going to be on the bench, unless, unless I, obviously I cer- injury, injuries aside? But I certainly think this year we're going to see more rotation. We've got a really good depth... In, and in strength up front now and I think we've got five, six, seven players there that I'd be equally happy to see them in a City shirt which, whatever the game um, the only sort of cast iron ones are going to be players like De Bruyne the, the, the rest of them I think will rotate around depending upon circumstances and like Stephen says it's going to get a bit more stretched as the season goes on Well it wasn't a surprise when, when he joined City your, your impression Stephen you ple- pleased he's, he's joined now finally? Yes, I think I've got the same view of, of Mares as I had of Walker at the start of last year when he joined. Of He's a good Premier League player. Um, I'm not sure he's the, the player who's going to help us win the Champions League and take us to that level. But Walker proved me wrong. He, I thought he was superb last year. Mares is another one I think he'll play more maybe in the Premier League than people think. But I don't think he'll get the nod in the big games. Top six Premier League, Champions League. Because if again, if you think flexibility and someone like Sterling if we play 3-5-2 Sterling can play as one of the two strikers or if we play the 4-3-3 he's out wide either wing Mares really just has that one role on the right hand side cutting in occasionally goes outside I'm not sure I'm not convinced he can play in another position so I think he'll rely a little bit on the formation we play but he's a good player I think we've seen for Leicester against City how dangerous he can be Um, good to have him on our side rather than against us Former, he's a, he's a Premier League winner, former Player of the Year. Stevens uh, saying he's he's not that chuffed to have him. I think is what he said. I love paraphrasing. Like being on Twitter. I I think I understand what Stephen's saying, but one thing I'm interested to see is how Pep improves them because he tends to improve players. So. There's re- there's always room for improvement, and but we're getting a pretty decent player to begin with. So if Pep can get more out of him, then then I, I think he could do really well for us. He knows where the goal is as well. So 
So, so who else? I mean, Pep's actually sort of made the point himself that uh, we've got cover pretty much everywhere, but the one area we haven't is this defensive midfield, the cover for Fernandinho, he's been quite clear. Uh, there's a, a guy who was playing in a number five shirt yesterday who clearly preferred to shop uh, in Knightsbridge rather than the Trafford Centre, or it was his wife made that decision, who knows. But uh, he's chosen... Uh, your neck of the woods, Steve, uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, moving to Manchester. So, so your, your thoughts on that? Any any names? It does sound the way Pep's talking as though there's a deal about to be done. I don't think Pep normally talks like this unless there is a deal on the table, or, or not. Do you think? He, well, he, he, I'm, I'm sorry, sure. he, he equally said, of course, that if he doesn't, if he chooses not to come, then we're, we're happy with what we got. So, kind of almost mixed messages, really, from Pep. Yeah, I think I think Jorginho. I'm sure he'll be better in the Premier League than he was yesterday. Um, he's only just climbed out of Foden's pocket because um, I think him and Fernandinho between them just kept the guy away from the ball. I think only had one touch of the ball. Um, well, probably a little bit more than that. But um, I, I know we need someone who can cover for Fernandinho. I'm not sure if we necessarily need to go outside of the club to get that and certainly not be held to ransom over it. Um, we have got players that can play in various positions and can actually play that position. So I don't see why we should end up having to pay, say, £75 million for a player just because that's the perfect player for that position. I don't see why we should be held to ransom over it. Do you think we need somebody, Lisa? Is, is, it, is it vital we, we fill that role? I think it only becomes vital if we lost Fernandinho for a, a long period of time and that's one of those things you can't predict. And I suppose that's why Pep wanted someone. Because if it's just a case of every now and again Fernandinho is given a rest, then we've got cover for that because we pick and choose those games. But it becomes a problem when we don't have a choice. So you don't want to end up in that situation. But I guess we'd cope. We'd have to. We cope. Well, look what happened with Mendy last year. Mm. Who, so, would, who would have thought? Eh? Exactly. Um, so, so who are the names then, Stephen? Who, who are the names then on uh, on everybody's lips? You, you, you generally have your ear. From, so I'm leaving you lost on this. You got got your ear generally close to the ground on on this sort of stuff. Any names no, that are popping up? There's a few names that have been linked that we've all seen, and City have come out and said there's no interest. I, I'm not as convinced as you that we have got someone lined up ready to come in. And I think if we did bring someone in now, it'd be someone who just hasn't been linked, and it it may be a not a left field because I don't think we're going to sign an unknown player and, and Pep's going to turn him into to magic overnight. Um, but I think Steve was bang on. We're not going to be held to ransom. If if we had agreed our fee with Jorginho and suddenly that goes up 10 million, we'll pull out. We don't need to do that. Um, so I, I'm not convinced we'll sign anyone. Um, and I think Fernandinho's good for a couple of red cards a season, which means he misses a few games and he's a year older and it's quite a dynamic position in there. But I think unless the right player at the right price becomes available, we'll make do with a, a combination of Gundogan and uh, Delph and maybe Stones for the odd game. But I don't think we're going to splash 50, 60 million on a second best option at this stage. Do you think Pep was disappointed in get Jorginho? Because he clearly had his eye on him, didn't he? I think, how, how disappointed do you think he is sort of deep down? After yesterday's game, I don't think he's probably that bothered, to be fair. Um, I'd, no, I don't think so. If if we'd have really wanted him that much, then we might have paid the extra money. But if the fact that we were prepared to walk away from it and he was prepared to go to Chelsea, then I can't see why that would really damage Pep. Bought a couple of decent sort of players that can play in that position that are younger, that need a little bit of work. Gomez is an example. He's a very good player. He looks very much like... 
Kante, actually, to be fair. And having seen him play, he plays very much like Kante, but he may be just a little bit too young for first-team action just yet. But I think we should bide our time. Anybody, any other areas where you think we might be throwing any other surprises on the way? Any other areas you're concerned? I I don't think we'll do anything. The one... Slight concern, I think it's probably Bravo as your number two if Edison's out for any period of time. Bravo, good with his feet, I think suits that style, but isn't good enough in net at stopping shots to make up for that. But everywhere else you look, there's two players for every position. Arguably, if one of the strikers got injured, then you're left with one striker plus Sterling in, in brackets almost. But I, th- I think we've got a very <laughs> anyone in the Premier League would want our squad put it that way alright listen on that note let's take a quick break The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. welcome back uh, let's talk about the first game of the Premier League season 2018-19 and uh, out of the hat comes Manchester City away at Arsenal uh, first game, which is uh, a big one, really. Sunday afternoon. Uh, looking forward to it enormously. Um, thoughts on that, then, Lisa? Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting because, I mean, thankfully we we gave them something to worry about. I think yesterday's performance probably had their manager thinking, oh, okay, then so they are just going to carry on where they left off last season. And De Bruyne, Silva, Sterling weren't anywhere near that side, so. We've given them something to think about, but at the same time, they're a bit of an unknown now because there's so many new players in their side and that can go one of two ways. Either it's going to take them a bit of time, in which case it's very good timing for us to be playing them, or we don't know how to deal with them because we don't know what to expect. So, you know, it's 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 a tough first fixture, it really is, for defending. I thought defending champions were supposed to be at home first, but anyway. Uh, I, I'm not sure that's that's necessarily the case. I think uh, I think I don't think that's how it always works. Uh, all the talk is that, that this new this new guy Arsenal kind of plays it sort of Pep's way a bit, sort of you know quite an attacking um, mindset, and and they could come at us. I mean, we we just don't know. You know, I, I think I think it'd be a huge mistake for them to sort of park, park the bus against City. I think that would be a huge mistake. I don't think he's necessarily going to do that. Any any thoughts on him and, and the way he might mm. line up against us? I mean, he certainly played that way or his team played that way at Paris and certainly in Atletico he was he was that kind of a manager so he was a very attacking manager so I do expect him to come out and attack however for for us that does to pl- tend to play somewhat into into our hands really uh, Chelsea yesterday had quite a high line they got caught several times by us intercepting the ball or getting the ball um, so I, I think Arsenal will probably play a similar way however I don't really know enough about the players that they bought in to really be able to know what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and it could be a little bit like when Pep took over City it took him a while to get his methods and his his sort of system in place um, so I'm hoping that's that's how that's going to affect them at the weekend is it, about, is it five, five new faces something like that Arsenal have got at sort of first team level something like that I think isn't it yeah I think I'd probably take bits of both of what Lisa and Steve said I think it's a really tricky first game for us because they are unknown and we don't know a lot about the way that Emery's going to set them up and the new players and, and how, how much of a go at us they're going to have. Because you'd imagine the Arsenal fans are going to be up for it. They've had the first change that you know, many of them in their lifetimes will have seen. So they're going to be excited for the new season and they're, they're not going to want the team just to sit back. 
but it's almost an impossible question as as we saw every game last year how do you set up against City but I think it's probably a, a good time for them to play us first game who knows what they're going to be like and what we'll be like but you know based on our form of, of one game at the weekend I think we, we look all right and what about the Premier League itself then uh, everybody's talking about Liverpool who of course won the only other trophy last year which was the We Beat Man City trophy which they, they have in their trophy cabinet now of course proudly um, and I'm sure they've had their t-shirts printed now as Premier League champions and European Cup winners and all that sort of stuff so Champions League give me age away now again uh, so, so Liverpool invested almost £200 million buying the league who, who, who would do that eh? um, so are they our only rivals do we think is that, is that what everybody's talking about They're gonna, they almost did it last year going to do it this year? No, I think we'll win the league fairly comfortably again. Probably not by such a huge margin as last year and, and we're probably not going to get as many points. I think the two teams that will be closest to us are going to be Liverpool and Chelsea. And Chelsea have got a lot of room for improvement after the weekend, but I think they're a good team. The manager will get them playing a, a style that's more suited to him. Liverpool on the day can, can really turn it on, as, as we well know. But their problem has been consistency Um and you know, they they needed to spend all that money on those players just to try and compete with us. But it's going to take more time, I think, for them to reach our level. And why Chelsea? From what you saw yesterday, well, I think not, really not, good good team, good manager who's going to get a bit like Pep. Might take a little while for his style to come through, but I think they've they've got a decent unit. No, there. you wouldn't put Arsenal in that mix as well, then, Stephen. In no, I wouldn't. Nor a team, as you would say, from Stratford. Okay, and and Spurs, I suppose the only one, that Lisa's least favourite team. I'll, <laughs> I'll throw Spurs in the pot as well because not they ever win anything ever. But sometimes people might mention the new stadium might uh, have a negative effect. I don't think it's the stadium that's going to have a negative effect. They've done nothing in the no transfer. No, um, and they didn't have. I mean, they didn't have a terrible season last season, but they didn't go any. Like there was. They didn't really achieve anything, and it, it, they're completely reliant on Kane and, to a certain extent, Ali having a better season than he did last season, and Kane just repeating his season. So, are we saying Liverpool? Are you agreeing? With I would Steven? say Liverpool. I, I think Liverpool are going to push us closer than Stephen thinks, um, but I, I'll change that view if we actually manage to not get battered by them. Um, because I think that the games against them this season are going to be more important than they were last season from because they're going to be our closest rivals. Yeah, I, th- I agree with both of you on that front. Um, I think Tottenham are too much like Liverpool. They can lift their game for certain games, like the Real Madrid fixture last year where they did a really good job at Wembley, but they're, they're just too inconsistent in their approach. So I think Liverpool will be the closest to us. All right, we've got some questions from uh, from our listeners. Um, should I should I throw some of these out? One one uh, came through uh, someone who used to be on this show, far too busy now, but he's a great listener. Uh, Rob Barron, CTID, has been in touch um, and sent me a little message, and he, he's asked a couple of questions. Should Diaz be allowed to go out on loan, given his understandable reluctance? This is from uh, from uh, Rob Barron's. Possibly <laughs> sitting on the fence. I. I think he's a bit like Foden in the sense Pep likes him, he brings something a bit different to the squad, but you look at the players that we have in his position, that probably plays out wide, attacking left or right, good dribbler, he's not going to get many chances and and would you keep him for 
for a handful of games a season or send him to a good standard where he might play week in, week out and, and grow more, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him head out on loan. Yeah, I agree. I think he's. I think that would be better for him than sitting on the bench. I, the only benefit he gets from be, staying at City and not going on loan is that he trains with the City first team every day. That's the main benefit from that. Unfortunately, that improves him to a degree, but the only way he's going to get further on from that is by actually playing competitive league games. Yeah, when he when the question said his reluctance to go, has he been? Has he said he's reluctant to go on online? It's been hinted. So yeah. then that needs to be dealt with very carefully as well. I think he was yeah. pushed towards Girona's direction. Right. I'm not sure he's. And keen he didn't on want that. that. Okay. Yeah. So they need to find the right place for him. But yeah, probably because I would say that Foden's going to get more chances than than Diaz. So if we're saying Foden's going to get less than ten games, then Diaz should probably go out on loan. Yeah. And Lisa, maybe tackle. I've got two questions from Rob as well. The second one from him is Sterling on a par with Kevin De Bruyne uh, regarding salary. No. <laughs> there you go. That was pretty quick. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, but it's not just is he on a par with Kevin De Bruyne. And anyway, I don't know how much of this we believe. Um, if he's asked for more money. Whether he's asked for the same as them or not, I don't know. But perhaps that's just his starting point. And he knows it's going to go down from there. I don't, I don't know. But he's not. Okay. We all know. No, I wouldn't pay him the same as Kevin De Bruyne. That's absurd. Anybody think he he, he could? No, he's not as in, as indispensable. De Bruyne, I would say, is one of those players we have to keep at all costs. Sterling, fine. He's a good player. He's a great player. But if he doesn't want to settle for a, a salary that we think he's worth, then tough. If he doesn't want to settle for two hundred thousand pounds a week. I know. Bless him. I know. That's what I'm saying. If he doesn't want to yeah. settle for that, then <laughs> thanks. Uh, MCFC pragmatist. Uh, Nick Goldstone, who's a regular on the show as well, has also sent a question in. He's like, <laughs> Are all our listeners also <laughs> guests on the show? Uh, no, <laughs> no. no, they're not, actually. I've got another question, actually. Uh, the one from from Luke, who doesn't come on the show, but uh, Luke's a, a regular commenter on Twitter. So we'll come to your question in a second, Luke. Uh, but Nick Goldstone, uh, who's the most influential, or sorry, who's going to be the most influential, Marez or Foden? We kind of touched on this already, but if there's a choice between the two, who's going to have more game time? But if, the question is, who's going to be more influential? I don't think either of them are going to be influential. I wouldn't describe what either of them are going to bring to the team as that. Maybe I'll be wrong. I'll be delighted to be wrong. But I think Mares is going to play more than Foden. Mares, well, I think we're all agreed. I think we, had, we discussed that before, didn't we, Ray? So Mares is going to get more. Yeah, so. I mean, so let's bring Luke yeah. into it then. Um, so, so Luke Harrison, um, and this is a better question. Uh, we're moving from Nike to Puma. And uh, your thoughts on, on the current Nike kits be c- come in for quite a bit of criticism recently and people are getting very excited about Puma. Do you have yeah. a strong view about these things? We've had favourite kits in the past. We've done all this over the years. I quite like Puma's kits that they put out, to be fair. I quite like Puma as a manufacturer. Nike are a little bit, I don't know, they're a little bit staid. I'm not as keen on the quality of the shirts. Having On the day that the um, away team shirt was released i actually went to the shop floor and had a good look at it and the quality was kind of okay but we're expected to pay 90 quid for that i'm not really that sure and it doesn't really set the world alight it's a very safe you know the 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 home shirt is very a very safe choice with some really weird patterning on the shoulders it it looks a bit unfinished it doesn't look very nice i'm not usually bothered about these things but the the training top is hideous um, the the ho- the home kit just doesn't look like it fits anyone properly, and and the rumored third kit I don't know if this has been this is the orange one you're talking the, about then the purple one with the bizarre orange stripe I don't know if that's real but if it is that is 
really that's a crime. Um, we're talking I don't about know import- what Puma does. Important but issues here. Yeah, it's very we're, important. Yeah, forget Mares. You know, forget a replacement for Fernandinho. We are talking: is the orange kit the right but, way but to go? But the thing is, I know this sounds. It just sounds a little bit silly, and it's really not that important. But we we just won the Premier League, and we should look good. We look awful. And someone at the club signs off on these as well. It can't, it's not just Nike going off and doing their thing and saying, you are going to have a shirt that looks like this. There's Someone at the club's got to be signing off on it. I think Stephen's glazing over a bit. He doesn't tend to do... He doesn't stuff. care, does he? I, 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 think, it, I, think, I think I know what's coming here. He, he doesn't tend it's to do a light, this. It's a light blue top, white shorts. It's sky blue, Stephen. You can't sky call it light blue. blue. The Awake is really nice. I like that. I, I don't, don't know about yeah. the quality. I haven't been up there and, and felt it. I quite like yeah. the Awake. The Awake kit does look nice. Also, the home kit, it's sky blue. You can't, you can't no, do a lot this, with it. You can. You stick a button on it, and you've got funny pyjama sleeves. What so is I, the button I, about? I don't know. It doesn't work. It doesn't work also, as a button. I think these things have quite a long lead time of, of at least a few months. So I think this may well have been planned before we became champions. But it's it's a kit. Move on. Well, let us know. Sorry, what. Luke. <laughs> Great question. Keep them coming. Absolutely, Luke. you're a good man. We, we thank you, Luke. And listen, like Luke, let us know what you think. Uh, any questions you've got for the team here at the Man City Show? It's we're at City Podcast. Um, listen, it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. We're back for the season. Um, huge thanks to my three guests, to Lisa Rabinovitz, uh, to Stephen Allwise, and to Steve Cox. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network.